So I want to talk about a few things that are on my mind. Um, it's not really an agenda for this episode or this um, little segment where I'm just going to ramble basically um, about a few things I've been thinking about in terms of yoga, um, in terms of health, embodiment, all sort of topics that I've been very interested in recently. Um, I think one of the first things that I have been thinking about a lot has been the yoga world on Instagram and promoting yourself as a yoga teacher or a meditation teacher and how for me this can seem a little bit uh, paradoxical, contradictory and it can meet quite a few conflicts of interest. So since I sort of got my meditation qualification and also my yoga qualification um, I've always sort of found it difficult to charge people to attend my sessions or to um, pay for a course for example I do think part of this might be my own thing around money, um, perhaps my own lack of a value that I attach to the sessions and maybe there's a little bit of underestimating what I believe people will pay um, for these methods, these tools, these teachings. So I do think that they're is a little bit of that involved. But I also feel massively that this is a very authentic, simple, um, not easy, but simple in its basic premise, practice. And that it almost feels wrong charging people for something that seems just to be at the very essence of who we are and also so easily accessible through a few basic tools. So, you know, with the rise of mindfulness as sort of the newest buzzword and um, it very much being something that people are adding on to their lives as something to do, um, to appear maybe productive, to perhaps grow in this capitalist culture we live in, do think that the word has been abused and thrown around maybe a little bit too hastily at times um, and I think that what comes with that is that people do overcharge and they do charge ridiculous amounts um, perhaps with a service that doesn't match that price and it's always felt wrong from for me from the start of my journey as a teacher as a facilitator, someone who holds space for these teachings to come through, it's always felt really wrong to charge loads. And I think at the moment, especially as I'm quite a new teacher, just starting out, um, I've probably undervalued my sessions as opposed to overvalued them. But for me, that feels right. That feels intuitive at the moment. Perhaps when I gain a little bit more experience, a bit more confidence, that can um, maybe adjust to reflect that. But that's only something that we can tell in time. But I think one of the sort of basic things for me is that 
I would do this stuff for free. I would very happily teach for free because for me, I'm not chasing the money. I'm chasing the meaning and the purpose, you know, and chasing is probably not even the right word here. But I think in terms of my goals and my visions, my visions are to understand the world, to understand myself and to understand other people and how we all function, what makes us tick, um, what leads us towards a happy life and also really what interconnects all of these spiritual philosophical and psychological practices um what is this thing that can tie them all together so i'm then left with this challenge because i have an instagram account albeit very small you know we're literally talking 20 followers Uh, I have very little engagement at the moment it's something I'm trying to build up but I'm also trying to do that in a very authentic way so I'm trying to do it in a way that actually reflects me and I've already felt myself being sucked into this world of design of aesthetics um, you know looking good on Instagram fashionable reels fashionable themed um quotes etc etc and that just has never felt like me you know I've grown up a tomboy my whole life and I'm not saying that that has anything to do with it but I just think that I've always been um quite in touch with I guess the masculine side of my being um and growing in my kind of feminine energy is something I'm trying to connect with at the moment. And I've always kind of got on with boys and men a lot better. Um, I've always had that sort of immediate connection with a group of lads as opposed to a group of girls. And obviously this is very situational dependent and it doesn't um, it doesn't mean to say I don't get on with girls at all. There's some girls I really do get on with in my life. Um, but this is just my observations that I've witnessed. And so I guess I'm then left with this idea of, I guess, not really fitting in in terms of the classic Instagram yoga teacher. Um, and I say classic in terms of very much the mainstream, like what we see commonly, what we see a lot expressed on Instagram. So I have found some very authentic accounts as well, just to say that, who, you know, do seem to be more in touch with their genuine selves and not wanting to maybe post or pose um, in a curated or manufactured way. And that I find very inspiring, but I'm sort of stuck at this bridge now where I'm like, okay, do I, you know, change myself to fit in and pursue the kind of money path? Because that's what it is as well. I think that the, you know, influencer the yoga teacher turned influencer very much um reflects for me that kind of drive to make money and I'm not saying making money is bad but I'm just saying for me at the moment it doesn't feel like at the root of why I'm doing what I do and of course I want to make money I need to make money you know everyone needs a certain amount of material wealth in order to live but I want to be driven by something more than that and I want to you know find the balance in my social media presence in a way that feels genuine for me 
and that feels like something that I am creating as an expression rather than a force of creation um, out of need, necessity and because everyone else is doing it. Um, I have a very, very black and white mind with all of this. So, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to start an Instagram account and then I'm already thinking like, right, when's it getting to a million followers? Like, why hasn't it happened yet? You know, it's just, come on. <laughs> um, I need to be patient with that, definitely. I need to, you know, start small. I think there's power in vulnerability and sharing your own story, but that's something that I'm working on, you know, opening up with as a teacher myself. And I guess this leads me maybe into sort of a second strand of what I want to say um, at the moment, which is that I do know, and I can't remember the exact phrase that came to my mind earlier today about kind of the exact niche that I'm wanting to sort of promote and focus on, I guess. Um, And I think that yoga has become synonymous with health, which has sometimes become synonymous with orthorexia or other eating disorders. And that's a very big generalization and and that's looking at yoga through one perspective. Um, But one thing I am passionate about is getting in touch with our own intuitive health and getting in touch with our own bodies and really listening to that in a deep way and having the courage to actually acknowledge it as well Um, and to listen to it and follow it ultimately. So there's a whole host of different health messages and I was speaking to someone about this the other day actually you know that old expression like there's more than two ways to skin a cat or whatever essentially saying that in my interpretation in terms of health and food and movement and life and choices and decisions you know there's there's always going to be a for and an against argument there is always going to be someone saying this is great and then the other another person saying no that's shit there's always going to be someone arguing one thing and someone else providing a counter argument that's just how life works and this ranges from absolutely anything in life pretty much um you know even people that i would consider extreme and perhaps would never cast a vote for you know, people like Trump, let's say, in our modern age, there are people who support him. Like, there is, you can't deny that. There's a pro and a con. There is a for and against for every argument. And that's why I think it's so important to get aligned with your values and your opinions and views before you perhaps go out into the world. Because if you go out into the world looking for answers, the world will provide you with conflict and confrontation and massive host of mixed messages out there and I'm not saying you can't go out into the world until you found yourself because we're all on a journey of finding ourselves you know hun I'm I ain't there yet (laughs) um you know I'm in that process we all are in that boat together but I do think that it's it's about getting far enough into the journey of introspection and reflection on the self that you feel strong enough in your own values to be able to not stick onto other people's and not get that uncomfortable feeling when someone challenges your point of view you know because that isn't nice it's a point um of kind of extreme vulnerability feeling of weakness and 
I guess it almost, from my experience, it feels like your whole sense of truth, perspective and perhaps control over life and your opinion is really challenged in a big way and I think that that is very difficult. So that's one thing I I think is really important and something I've been really interested at the moment in is the body. I am very, very interested in healing, in the mind-body relationship um, and in the capacity of the body to heal itself. But even within this space, there are a lot of mixed messages and I very much think it needs to be something that we apply a critical thinking attitude to and that we put into practice really in our experiences so someone might tell you to sleep for 10 hours someone might tell you to sleep for six for seven you know someone might say to sleep in a cold room in a hot room these are just all little examples but if that doesn't feel right for you and your body and your experience to what extent does your mind then continue to pursue that advice are you able to listen to your body in the face of conflicting somatic evidence and to actually face up to the fact that this ain't working for you you need to go down a different path and follow that and that's why I think that the body is so important and we are taught in our society so much that a lot of productivity and drive and focus and intention and idea and creation occurs in the mind but doesn't it actually occur in the body first and I think we can get so easily cut off to that um, sense of embodiment of feeling and we can get lost in the narratives of compassion and this is a reminder to self more than anything you know, I'm reminding myself to become more embodied. I'm reminding myself to follow the innate wisdom that is my intuition, my gut sense. Um, yeah, and to and to really heed this advice that I'm kind of talking about right now. So I don't know really what direction I'm going to go in um, from here. I guess just trying to carry on being authentic, trying to grow as an individual and trying to reflect what really is going on inside of me and hoping that in doing so we might be sharing some form of experience together and that maybe we can help each other if we meet on I guess this path and journey of life. So yeah, um, I'll probably be waffling on about some thoughts again soon. Um, I find it very cathartic to just speak into the microphone and hear my voice expressing some of these opinions that often just swirl around in the dark abyss of my imagination and my mind and my nerve cells and nervous system. It's very good for me to get this out, um, even if no one does listen.